It's a great time in the midst of a global pandemic to share strategies for wellness. The guests I've lined up in the month of April have invaluable wisdom for your personal well-being and your family. Hey, do the world a favor, and if you learn something useful, pass it on. Today, I'm happy to have Linda Cloud on the podcast talking about integrative nutrition. You're the CEO of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, right? That's right. If we can get our tongue to cooperate with our brains. Um, and I've, I just want to, before I dive into the questions that are bubbling up in my head about integrative nutrition, I just want to give you a chance, Linda, to give us the 411 on who you are, how you got into this business and starting the Institute. Sure. Happy to. So thank you for having me. Really excited to spend some time with you. Um, so I joined the Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, just actually about a year ago, the end of this month. And prior to that, I have spent over 25 years in education and online learning, um, holding various uh, roles, uh, both domestically and globally. Um, spent over 20 years at Pearson running their uh, education division in North America. Um, and um, kind of grew up in the space, seeing it evolve from analog to digital and yeah. kind of cutting my chops on product management and instructional design and user experience and um, have loved learning and education and um, loved growing into kind of leadership roles there. Um, uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition was founded nearly 30 years ago by a gentleman named Joshua Rosenthal um, in his kitchen in New York City and he had a vision and an idea and um, he brought that forward um, and about a year and a half ago uh, the school was acquired um, by a private equity firm um, and they brought me in to work with the team to kind of mature the school um, and look at different ways we can kind of spread our goodness around the world. So that's what my focus has been. I'm really curious about what Joshua did in the kitchen to <laughs> this. It was it a particular nutritional product that he started with. So it wasn't a product as much as it was a philosophy. Um, and Joshua, uh, our curriculum is still heavily um, influenced and conceived by him. Um, he had this unique vision to uh, introduce folks to over a hundred different dietary theories. And so when you get into our school and you go through our curriculum, which you can take in six months or you can take in a year, the idea is around kind of a couple of key concepts. One of them being bio-individuality. You know, the idea that what's good for me and good for you and candidly what's good for me today may not be what's good for me six months from now. Or after I'm 50. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so looking at kind of um, whole person health and holistic um, health um, wellness and what that looks like is looking at everything from personal relationships to nutrition to fitness to spirituality and so in Joshua's kitchen he he uh, he's brought together a bunch of folks who also wanted to swim upstream because 30 years ago today this was you know there was no concept of a health Foreign concept yep yeah he kind of coined that um, phrase and so he got folks together and out of that became kind of these large in-person events and then eventually converted into a full online curriculum bringing thought leaders in the space together to share ideas um, you know whether it's Deepak Chopra or it's Mark Hyman or it's Dr. Weil or 
um, we've got kind of the best and the brightest in mm -hmm. your space who are teaching um, our students now online. So the, the teaching then evolves around people growing more self-aware of their bio-individuality? Yeah, the, the teaching focuses on two areas. And most people come to us, um, you know, about 50% of our students come to us because they may have a chronic disease or a situation in their family and their life and they're looking for something that hasn't been working maybe in traditional medicine and they just mm -hmm. want to learn more about their whole person health. Um, and the other 50% come because maybe they're burnt out. We have a lot of Wall Street, you know, junkies who couldn't take it anymore and said, I, you know, I really need to focus on me and they focus on them and then they hang up a shingle and they become health coaches. So about half, half the students are doing it for personal transformation, about half of them are doing it for uh, a professional uh, pivot um, or uh, professional journey. Well, it's an amazing thing when somebody realizes how um, you have to curate a path for your own personal health and, and take responsibility for it. It doesn't surprise me that they want to quit what they're doing during the day to become a health coach. Because I would, I would say that probably 60% of people don't know what it even feels like to be healthy because they haven't experienced it yet. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, you know, I, I would put myself in that bucket. You know, I, I was doing those red eyes and kind of commuting all over the place. And, you know, I was eating relatively healthy. I was squeezing my, you know, meditation in every now and then I was kind of not paying attention to myself in the process. And I thought I was a pretty healthy person until I got off the treadmill and said, wait a minute. You know, I'm not, I'm not prioritizing me in this journey and, and um, it doesn't mean to be selfish, you know, it just means to be aware and the stronger you are, the stronger you're, those around you are. I agree. You know, I, I run these life strategy retreats for executive women and one of the, the common threads is that when I'm better as a leader in my family, everybody benefits. Yeah. Everybody at work, everybody at home, everybody at the softball games, it just, it raises the level of um, my, my presence and my positive contribution to the community when I take care of myself. Yeah, it's funny. I was, um, as I said, I used to fly uh, literally all over the globe. Um, it was embarrassing how much I was on flights. And I, uh, the best analogy I love is when you hear the flight attendant say, you know, we're getting in the event you need to, you know, uh -huh. put your mask on first. And I remember always thinking, why, you know, and I never quite got the significance of that until, and then I took a flight recently. I was like, I get it now. You know, I want to, I want to be strong to take care of the people around me. And I right. said, it's an overused cliche and analogy, but I love it. It works. It's yeah. a good analogy. Now I want to help for the, you know, I've been kind of an integrative health junkie for the past few years. Uh -huh. My whole philosophy is a holistic approach to coaching because I believe that everyone has a life. It doesn't matter what their title is. Mm -hmm. And we need to bring everything that we have, mind, body, spirit to our work to be completely effective. But when it comes to nutrition, people know what it means to get help with a nutrition plan and they might have had nutrition counseling, but how does that differ from integrative nutrition specifically in terms of your application? Yeah, so, you know, the application is not solely focused on nutrition. We've got this concept in the curriculum of primary food, and the way to think about primary food is not the food that you have on your plate, but primary food are those things that feed your soul. And yeah. so it could be relationships, it could be sexuality, it could be spirituality, um, it could be um, fitness, um, nutrition. And so, 
that's where the word integrative comes in, you know, is you may solve for one aspect of that, but if you're not taking inventory on all those aspects of your, your wellness and those things that kind of define you on a regular ongoing basis and creating a path and a journey around that, you can solve for the food, you can solve for the, you know, the exercise, but you're not going to feel that balance. So that's pretty much the difference, you know, I would say from some of the other, you know, health coaching schools or nutrition out there. Absolutely. Well, and some people would call this what they call woo-woo, which is a term I really hate. I, I do too. I, I do everything too. I do is woo-woo then. Uh, but um, that concept that food prepared in a, in an attitude piece is actually, it absorbs that energy. Do you, mm -hmm. do you mm -hmm. teach from that perspective? It's, it's an interesting, it, I don't know if you remember that movie Avatar where yeah. um, they would kill for food, but they'd give thanks to the spirit of the animal. And that sounds strange, but honestly, it's good for your soul. Gratitude is good for your soul mm -hmm. and it impacts everything around you. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And the curriculum focuses a lot on that. And the fact that, you know, philosophically, we have the ability to heal ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, you know, my own personal philosophy is, I think there's a blend of everything, right? And right now, when you look at, you know, traditional healthcare systems, they're, they're broken in ways that we're not, you know, taking the time to look at the whole person. Um, and what's great and exciting is, you know, as we're training more health coaches, health coaches are finding a really big role in hospitals and in, you know, where it used to be spas and home visits, you know, we're seeing insurance companies hiring health coaches, we're seeing hospital administration hiring coaches, our corporate customers are getting bigger. And so it's really exciting to see this proliferation yeah. where now health coaches are becoming part of that whole ecosystem. Um, the whole infrastructure. Exactly. And the health of your employees really does impact your bottom line. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's taken so long for corporate to understand this. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's, you know, it's really funny. I, um, I just had a all company thing. So our staff here is about 80% of them are trained health coaches. Yeah. So many of them, um, most of them are, have gone through the program and they, you know, believe in it. They drink the Kool-Aid and they mm -hmm. just want to be closer to the mothership. And so that's, you know, that's really exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, there are organizations where, well, I think in, in your average organization, it probably applies that 20% of the people present 80% of the healthcare costs. It's That's the true. Same yeah. Principle. So what do you think is going to change in um, corporate wellness and um, benefits as more and more people embrace integrative nutrition? Yeah, part of what we're seeing is, um, you know, 95% of companies, if you ask them, say they want to infuse some sort of education in their health and wellness training. And um, what, um, you know, you've seen everything from gym membership stipends to kind of a testing stipend. And what, what we're seeing in conversations we're having, and actually we're partnering with some corporations to co-develop content that's specific to their employees or their environment or their culture, is starting with education first and getting into behavioral change management more so than throwing dollars at the problem, you know, and trying yeah. to fix it at the other side. So I would say the shift I've seen as of late is more focused on early awareness, early training, and how we can help them. So we're, um, we're developing a series of uh, specialty courses that we're launching this spring 
that are designed exactly at that um, audience. And so we're taking our talent that we've worked with and we're saying, okay, how can we create education on detoxing your life or gut health and um, hormone health and other topics that we know people are spending a lot of dollars on, insurance companies yeah. and corporations are, but more importantly, are having a material impact if we can kind of help people with change management up front and dietary considerations, we think will have a long-term sustainable effect on exactly. that. Exactly. Keep them out of the hospital. Exactly. Um, are you finding the same thing? I'm finding that a lot of people know what they need to change in order to be healthier or to detox, and they take forever to, to finally decide to do that. Yeah. I mean, I. it's interesting. I just literally this morning did a curriculum review with our education team on kind of these micro courses. And what I was so excited to see is in our curriculum, we have this theory of this intake form, right? So taking personal inventory of, you know, what's important, you know, looking at your circle of life and kind of what's important in, your, in all these different aspects, work, home, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so I was really excited to see that concept go forward in these courses because you're right, people have, you know, maybe they know what they want to change or maybe they think they know what they want to change, but until they start to look at all the other aspects of their world in their life, they don't quite understand why they need to, you know, why do they need to change their diet? Are they changing their diet? Maybe because they've got another issue that they're solving for. And so, you know, we're trying to look at ways that we can help people take inventory and then create an action plan um, and expose them to different ways they can detox their life. That makes sense. And then they're owning the outcome and it's not just rules because uh, it's not because Linda says I shouldn't eat this. It's because now I understand how my body works and why I need to eliminate this food. Yeah, I mean, the whole process is starting with co-development of that plan. But listen, um, if you're an athlete, you have a trainer, you know, and so that's kind of where the role of health coaching comes in yeah. is you can have the plan. But I know for me, I do better if I've got someone sitting alongside me and saying, you know, it's okay if you screwed up this week. Not a problem. We're good. We are going to get back on track. And here's what we think the next week's going to look like. So when you think about the role of health coaching, first it's developing the plan and sitting alongside you as a you know partner friend, and then working towards developing kind of what those milestones need to look like. Yeah, that's great. That's a life-changing accountability. Mm -hmm. um, we'll transform families because you know that's going to get passed down. Exactly. Yeah. I used to work for a leadership development organization that taught you really need to eat vegan to eat healthy. <laughs> and it left some people saying, well, never mind then. I just, <laughs> I guess I will never be healthy. I try to bring that home and my whole family says, no, we love meat. Bye mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. There was one point in my life where I had my husband who was carnivore. My one son was vegan. My other one was vegetarian. It was really stressful. I'm like, all right, done. Everyone's cooking for themselves. <laughs> yeah. How do you possibly handle the, the variety of menus? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's what keeps some people from even making positive changes because it's just so hard to please kids and yeah. everybody in the family. Um, the dog's happy to take what's left, but that's not going to be sustainable either. Yeah. Um, um, I love what a friend, Michelle May, uh, a, a family physician started a program called Am I Hungry? Mm -hmm. We're doing a workshop out here in Colorado, actually, in April. Um, and the whole concept is not about rules. It's just about uh, really understanding your whole ecosystem around food. 
it sounds like you teach a very similar philosophy. We do. And, you know, I, your body will tell you the answer if you listen to it. And then part of the trick is learning how to listen to it, right? Yeah. Taking the time to listen to it. Learning how to listen to your body is really three quarters of the trick. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, I've created this food journal that um, gives you places to evaluate how you feel energetically, mm -hmm. mentally, in terms of the, how quickly you're able to move from thought to thought, mm -hmm. and then emotionally. <laughs> that's something that's actually measurable, because when our emotions dip, that's when we lose perspective and, yeah. and become succumb to the amygdala hijack and can't actually function using the forward part of our brains. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love to take a look at that. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll send you a copy of it for sure. Good. Good. Yeah. I think it's really important. It, it moves the the needle uh, in terms of how we perform. A friend of mine, I, I can't say, you know, the, the name of the podcast is Women, Wine, and Leadership, and there's a reason why. I'm just looking for any reason to be able to talk about wine. Yes. But um, I actually had a, a wine tasting retreat, and the head of the wellness center came in and talked about his own wine collection and concept of wine and wellness and mm -hmm. um on the flip side a gal I, I interviewed on the podcast recently said that her life and business really took off when she eliminated alcohol altogether um, because she just um, worked faster and smarter and had more energy so i'm wondering you know since we are on a women wine and leadership podcast what do you think about wine or alcohol in general and the the news that red wine is actually good for you. Tell me what your take is on that. So I'll, I'll start with the last part of it and I'll tell you my own personal perspective. You know, I think like red wine is good. Red wine is bad. You know, eggs are good. Eggs are bad. That's kind of the whole philosophy of integrative nutrition um, where it's difficult to get nutritionists to agree. Uh, it's easier to get scientists and a lot of the nutritional theories are not necessarily rooted in deep efficacy. So you know, our philosophy is really exposure around the different perspectives and then helping people figure out what's right for them. And I put wine in that bucket. People need to figure out what's right for them. Um, and, you know, there's, um, you know, it's funny, I was thinking about, you know, what wine I would send you. And I thought, well, if I was really on brand, I'd probably send dry wine or vin wine or, um, I'm, but, you know, it's expensive. It's hard to get to. Um, it's all, you know, you can order, only get it online. I was, and then I, I thought about it. I was like, hey, I'll send the wine I had this weekend, you know, because yeah. um, it's something that everybody should do w with what feels right for them. My own personal opinion is everything in moderation, right? I've lived that kind of motto from, from food to um, fitness to, you know, alcohol. So I think part of it is just figuring out the best balance for you. That being said, um, you know, as you create your own personal journey, as I have, you pay attention to the things that are going to be right for you. So um, I'm drinking drier wines that have less sugar and less carbs, and that's what my body needs at this stage of my life. And so you've yeah. got to, like with everything, with your exercise, your diet, um, you've got to just kind of get all of that aligned around a game plan. Yeah, that brings to a good segue because things change in our bodies um, over 50. Mm -hmm. um, I can't drink as much wine now as I used to drink in my 40s. And I've also found that the same reaction I get to certain wines with that lever burn in the middle of the night that makes me throw the covers off in a uh -huh. hot flash um, also happens if I have too much chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. So it's really the processing of sugars, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, yeah, it's break, It's for sure the processing of sugars in your body's ability to do that and kind of what it's doing at different stages, which is, you know, I, I have this conversation a lot with my kids. Um, it's like, guys, what was good for you at 19 is not great for you at 25. So, you know, it's all about that idea of bioindividuality again. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that takes that takes time to say it's okay to focus on me and assessing me. Um, that to me is the hardest part because we're running and you think, okay, I've been doing this for three months. Well, that's changed in three months. Maybe, you know, maybe you're in full-blown menopause at this point. So yeah. you've, you've got to kind of reassess where you're at and what your body can do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I talk about that when in business planning and uh, all sorts of different applications in my coaching practice, you have to reevaluate weekly, monthly, quarterly, you yep. may not have the same strategy next quarter that you have. You might determine that this strategy sounded like a good idea and it's not anymore. So it, it's okay mm -hmm. because our, our reaction to food's going to change. I find that after I've um, gone through more of a cleanse, I mm -hmm. don't have as much of a reaction to certain foods as I used to. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that I want to overindulge either. Yeah. That's funny. I was traveling with friends this weekend and my friend was on an intermittent fast and he's like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. What is your body telling you? And he's like, I, I feel like crap. I'm like, well then eat. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> You shouldn't be doing this if this is what your body's telling you. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I was doing the same thing with a three day fast. And mm -hmm. finally on day three, I decided um, I'm ending it today. I'm not going for five. <laughs> right. Right. And that's okay. Cause you yeah. listen to yourself and your body. Yeah. Well, And I got the mental clarity I was looking for. I got the energy I was looking for. Uh -huh. And boy, was that meal good. I yeah. only ate the good stuff and I didn't have dessert that night. Uh, but I had a glass of wine because it was really good wine. And you know, you got to know when you're going to do that. Right, exactly. Choose and your place, place your bets where you, you're going to get the most benefit. Yeah. I love that. I think you're apt to make more friends when you ask them to pay attention to their body. <laughs> the key is. So tell us how we can benefit from um, the Institute and what are some education opportunities that um, all of us can take advantage of? What do you have going on? Sure. So we, um, you know, we've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. We've got the core curriculum, which is called the health coach training program. And that is, it's the, you know, we call ourselves the OG of health coaching because and largely because yeah. of Joshua and kind of the work he did. Um, we graduate, um, have graduated about 110,000 students. So we have about 10 to 11,000 students a year. And um, you can go through the course in six months or you can go through it in a year. Um, all of our health coaches that are account reps are account reps. So they've gone through the program. And so actually just calling in and speaking with them is a little like getting a little mini coaching session. Um, yeah. You may come out the other side and say, this is for me or this isn't for me. But I would encourage people to, to give them a buzz and, and um, look them up online. Uh, you, you can go to at Nutrition School on Instagram or um, look us up on Institute of Integrative Nutrition um, and get contact there. But anyway, that's, that's really kind of the core work that we do. We're starting okay. to look at smaller digestible chunks. So that's those specialty courses. Um, and then we're running, in addition to kind of alumni events, we do these massive alumni events um, where we have thousands of people come to Lincoln Center, which are so much fun. And it's like you, people are dancing and crying and it's a little like a revival meeting and they found their tribe and we've got these great speakers who come. We're doing the first one for um, kind of alumni, but also non-alumni. So people who are just looking for health and wellness retreats. And that'll be May 2nd. 
um, in at Rolling Greens in downtown LA. Um, and it, the theme there is really about the power of connection. And we'll have, um, we're in the middle of contracting some incredible people I can't share right now. But um, if, you, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see very soon, once we get that contract signed, you'll, you guys will be uh, excited to cut, go there and just have this experiential um, day with us, so. That's exciting, and it's great. You, you're based in New York, right? But this event is in Los Angeles. Yeah, we're doing. We're calling it. I forget what the guys are calling it. Westbo or something. But yeah, we're starting to. We've got a fair amount of our concentration in the West Coast. A lot of our alumni and a lot of our students. So we're trying to do a Northeast event, uh, a, a East Coast event, a West Coast event, and kind of everything in between. So fantastic! Uh, really exciting. Catching everybody. So it's integrativenutrition.com. They can mm -hmm. catch all your events on that website. Yep, and, and then at Nutrition School. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you're in the right place. Good. Well, thank you um, for taking the time to be on the podcast. Thank so you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, great getting to know you. Um, yeah. I look forward to staying in touch. Yeah, definitely. Take okay, care. take care. Bye. Bye. I hope you are enjoying women who are well and sharing wellness strategies on women, wine, and leadership. If you're finding this podcast helpful, would you do me a favor? Hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and rate us. That's how we know what's working. And stay in touch with us through all the usual places. Just search 360 Life Strategies or Donna Carlson 360, wherever you hang out. You can also find something new at the wine store by taking a look at the labels in my wine palace on Pinterest. I hope we'll see you here next time.